I'm Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, and this is Sam Says, a podcast series focused on Illinois Medicaid managed care. Hello, I'm DeRondel Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Sergio Obregón, manager in the Office of Student Health and Wellness at Chicago Public Schools, commonly referred to as CPS, to discuss the re- recent partnership with OnHIP, the Health Plans, and the Department of Healthcare and Family Services, or HFS. But before we do that, let me welcome the host, the Sam in Sam Says, Samantha Oldsfry, CEO of OnHIP. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing great, Durandal. How are you? I am doing well. So as I stated earlier, we have a very special guest today. We have Sergio Obergon, manager in the Office of Student Health and Wellness at CPS. Sergio, welcome to Sam Says. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. So let's dive into it. So uh, we're excited about today's conversation on the launch of the Every Superhero Needs a Sidekick and that partnership. But before we do that, uh, can you give us a little bit more and, and inform our listeners a little bit more about uh, CPS and specifically the CPS Medicaid population? Yeah, for sure. So CPS, you know, has been historically a population of students that have that come from economically disadvantaged backgrounds, right? Uh, you know, our our student population has unfortunately dwindled down over the years. Uh, Since I've been with the district, which I've been with the district for about 20 20 years now, which is pretty extensive. Uh, But, you know, at the moment, we have roughly 340,000 students enrolled in the district. Uh, 86% of them are actually identified as being of low income, economically disadvantaged. And then of those 340,000, we have roughly 240, between 240 to 250 thousand students that are enrolled in the Medicaid program. So it's a pretty significant number of students that we have, a little more than two-thirds, that are enrolled in the Medicaid program that depend on, in certain instances, schools to provide services, healthcare services and meals, and in other instances, you know, connecting to outside entities and other social services to get the ser- to get the care that they need. So, you know, pretty, I want to say it's a pretty uh, medically, I want to say it's a pretty health care wise, fragile population and also financially fragile population that we work with. And to that end, Sergio, I think as parents, we sort of understand that schools are such a big component of our children's lives, of our families' lives. And then when you look at really the population that CPS is serving, Um, And the fact that there are so many both financially and health wise vulnerable kids within um, the school system, it sort of highlights why you did this work, but it does sound or it does seem to somebody who's not as familiar with CPS, not as familiar with the vision, not as familiar with all of the great work that you guys are doing. It does sort of seem like why is a school (laughs) or a school system talking about Medicaid and talking about working with Medicaid health plans? Can you talk a little bit about the the partnership between CPS, healthcare and family services, health choice and and the Medicaid health plans and, and, and sort of what you guys are doing on that front? Absolutely. So, you know, really quick, though, you know, Medicaid work is not new to the district. You know, Medicaid Medicaid program and work and eligibility and enrollment has been in existence since roughly the 90s, right? 
And it wasn't until about 2005 where there was a lot of emphasis placed on the actual enrollment of health insurance, the Medicaid program for students, where there was a team developed, right? And there was targeting happening, outreach campaigns being developed so that we can get those economically disadvantaged students enrolled into the, into the Medicaid program. So over the years, it's gone through many different iterations. Uh, you know, uh, up and I think roughly maybe four years ago was when there were a lot of conversations, or I should say conversations really started happening with the health plans, with I'm HIP, with healthcare and family services. And that's where really we started thinking about what does a student's journey of healthcare look like, not just in terms of the roadmap that they go through within CPS, but also what are the external services that need, we need to be connecting kids to, such as the Medicaid program, so that they can have a comprehensive, high quality level of care being provided to them. You know, we've done a lot of talking and a lot of thinking about, you know, how schools can't do it all. And this is one of the campaigns where we are looking at our partners, which I've listened to some of your podcasts, uh, you know, just in preparation to have this discussion. And partnership is a really big word here, Sam, right? And, you know, as we think about partnerships, we, we need to, we, we've been thinking about how do we identify the seamless transition of student, patient, member, Medicaid beneficiary, right? So that they are going through these different, these different, uh, through these different portals per se, so that we can have them ready to learn in school, in their seats on day one of school, right? Again, you're gonna hear me say often, schools can't do this alone. We really need to think about, again, HFS and our Medicaid health plans and I'm HIP, right? And seeing how do we make that care coordination happen between students. Oh, and I, I love that, Sergio, because you're right. It is about partnership. Nobody can do this alone, right? Our populations, the populations we're serving, over 3 million folks across the state are the most vulnerable. They're the most vulnerable because by the very nature of this, they are low income, they have complex healthcare needs, and they are, they are social determinants of health that are impacting about 80% of their healthcare. And so if we try, any organization tries to improve the health and the well-being of, an in, of our community that we're serving by themselves, that they're not going to be successful, and it's going to shortchange the people we're trying to help. And so we have to work together. We have to be partners. We need sort of those, those sidekicks, if you will. Um, and, and that gets us sort of to your guys's you know, campaign and the work you're doing. But what I love about all of this is how we've been able and how, like you said, that the program and that CPS's work in Medicaid has evolved and there have been iterations of it over time. And now some of the work that we're doing in terms of health risks assessments and health risk screenings and partnership with care coordination, none of that could have happened when it was just a fee-for-service system because those, those tools didn't exist. And so this is really highlighting as the programs evolved, as the Medicaid program has evolved, so has CPS. And so has had your, your team's ability to better serve the students and the family um, of that, those students. And so can you talk a little bit about the every superhero needs a sidekick? Because, oh my goodness, this last 15 months have taught us that it sure is the case. Yeah. And it's also taught us that, man, these parents are really 
they are superheroes and they are amazing. And you guys are highlighting that, but also highlighting an important piece that, that you guys are there to help. Absolutely. So, you know, when we, when we started working on this campaign, right. I had my whole, I had my team write down on a post-it and put it onto their, on their, on their screen or on their computer, uh, a saying that goes no longer business as usual, right. For the most part, you know, we've been, as, as government entities, right, you know, you know, there's a lot of times that where we might think that we know what's best for community. And I think what's changed with this administration at the district is that we want community involvement, right? Parents and community are the spotlight. We serve, we work to serve them. And so that's what we did with the, with the Every Superhero Needs a Sidekick is that we looked at our parents and we knew that the, we knew that the capes they wear, right, shelter their, shelter their children from the different types of harm that exist in the world. But more importantly, the capes they wear serve as a, as a, as a, it's significant in that parents provide for their children. They take their kids to the doctor. They, you know, bend over backwards to get the resources into their homes, right? While still maintaining their own sanity and things of that sort to keep the household running. So we really put parents at the spotlight. And I'm reminded of a press conference during the pandemic that Dr. Janice Jackson was having with, uh, the, during the press conference. And, you know, she was going through what hybrid learning was going to look like for students. And it was pretty extensive in terms of what it was going to look like because everything was new. The pandemic brought something new on to us. And Dr. Janice Jackson paused for a moment, knowing, and you can see in her face, knowing that she was, it was, it may have been a little overwhelming and basically said, stop and said, parents, you got this, right? Meaning that parents, you are able to do this. Parents, you can do this. And so what we did with the, with the campaign was really took that, even that example. And I share that with all of our health plans that we're partnering with. And I share that exact example. And I said, the intention here, right? And what's going to define success is that the intention is for parents to feel empowered, to feel motivated, to feel excited, but more importantly, to feel included into some of the decision-making that they have with the objective, right? To make those decisions, to make a better informed and educated decision on how to pursue care for their children. That was, that, that was the goal of this Every Superhero Needs a Sidekick, right? When we looked at the universe of health services that the health plans offer, it's pretty comprehensive when you think about the Medicaid program. And we're very adamant to continue to demonstrate that, right? And the mission is to make sure that over 240,000 of our CPS students and their families that are enrolled in the Medicaid program understand that the full range of healthcare and social services that they have access to are available to them. But how do we get them connected, right? How do we make sure that they are that they are connected and informed to that information, which is why we have the billboards up, which is why we're pushing all of this stuff through the school channels now, through school personnel, sending leaflets home, uh, you know, and it's, it's again, it, different iterations. I think we are at a very good state now to really make an impact, to educate our communities, right? Equitable distribution of resources. And the one, the one resource that we as an educational institution focus on is that education component informed decisions. How do we make that happen? And what you said there too is something we talk a lot about at IMHIP and, and with health plans is empowering. 
you know, empowering our members, empower, and you guys are empowering your, your families that you're serving and that, you know, making sure that they're aware of what's available to them, um, you know, that partnering with other organizations that are going to be able to, to help them from the healthcare side. Obviously, CPS does amazing, you know, work and has the the education component, but recognizing that that's just one piece of a student's life and one piece of their needs. And so can you talk a little bit about in the creation of this campaign and in the and in all of this work, really, you know, who's involved in that partnership and what are some of the, you know, the outcomes that you guys have come to and, uh, you know, just sort of dive into some of that work of that, that uh, every superhero needs a sidekick campaign. Absolutely. So that's, you know, you know, again, this could, this could not be done without the, you know, one of the concepts of develop a clear, concise and uniform message across agencies, right? That, that is one of the biggest pieces here, right? You heard me mention student, member, patient, Medicaid beneficiary. It's the same individual, right? And so, you know, right now, or actually who's been involved is the Illinois Department of Healthcare and Family Services, the Chicago Public Schools, of course, you know, our Office of Student Health and Wellness, the Health Choice Illinois Medicaid Managed Care Plans have been outstanding and, and very receptive in this work. Uh, I'm hip, you all, right, have been some really key figures in helping us have these dialogues and these conversations, but really helping us piece together, you know, how to get this out into the community, right, helping us think creatively of how the health plans would be thinking of this work, which is very important. And, you know, again, this joint effort is, is raising awareness, right, around what's available to me. How can I be a better parent for my kids? And how can I use my sidekicks, which, again, are the health plans, is the Medicaid program, is the Office of Student Health and Wellness? How do I use them to, to, to just do good and be good for my kids, right? You know, uh, and, you know, I got to really, you know, give credit to the to the managed care plans as well. You know, they played a really important role in, in developing this initiative. I think it's important that, you know, I state that we have worked very closely and we continue to work closely and we are going to be connecting families to enrollment opportunities. And more importantly, with conversations that we've had, how are we ensuring that students and families are talking to their health plans? You mentioned health risk screening and health risk assessment, Sam. Well, our goal is to have all 240,000 students have a health risk screening completed and given over to their health plan to start the conversation, to start that dialogue. You know, and in the Office of Student Health and Wellness, I got to give a lot of kudos and just, you know, recognition to my team and to our chief health officer, Dr. Fox, who Dr. Fox will tell you, every student needs a medical home. Every student will have a medical home. And he's very assertive in that because he knows that we're doing the right work in connecting kids to care, facilitating that model of care that's going to relate to internal and external services, facilitating, right, the conversation to be able to answer the question, are we providing the right care at the right place at the right time? Nobody ever said school was the right place. Nobody ever said that the clinic was the right place, but what is the right place and what is the right time? So, you know, again, getting access of healthcare services to all students is very important for us, right? And, you know, I, I, take, this, I take this from our HFS partners and, you know, they've been very adamant to say, we want to improve the quality of life. And that, I think that resonates with all health plans. We want to improve the quality of life for all recipients of Medicaid. 
But in, 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 if you're thinking about the equitable piece of it, you want to improve the quality of life for all Chicago residents, for all Illinois residents, right? And hopefully we can set some best practice here, here Sam, right? We can, we can look at other school districts and they can look at us and say, wow, the work that they did with the managed care plans and IHIMP and, and the Medicaid agency is, is innovative, right? We need to think about that. No longer business as usual. That, that's right. And to that end, so you guys have these, these posters, these flyers, you know, you're really doing a full campaign where you have a resource line that parents and families can call um, and that they can, you know, though we've helped create material for um, CPS uh, employees, the folks who are going to be answering these phones mm-hmm. and saying, you know, let us help you connect you with your health plan. Have you completed your health risk screening, which is really just a simple tool. It's a simple questionnaire that lets the health plan know what are your needs? What are your needs from a health perspective, but also maybe social determinants of health. Do you, you know, do you have access to healthy foods and and fresh produce? If not, maybe the, the health plan can connect you to some of those services. And so that's sort of the idea of the screening. It's the, like you said, Sergio, it's the beginning of that conversation. And so this is really the beginning of the conversation connecting Um, students and families to the resources that they're eligible for, that they may need, um, that are there for them, that are meant to be used. And so this is the beginning of the conversation, but you and I are always thinking, what's next? So let's Mm -hmm. dive into, you know, what is the future of coordinated care and what is, what do you view as we're getting this up and running, as we're hopefully, you know, getting back to a new normal? I mean, We've got, you know, great news out of FDA and CDC for expanding eligibility for the Pfizer vaccine to 12 to 15, you know, again, sort of starting to get up, um, you know, to those next phases. What are you guys looking forward to and what's next? Right. So, so with this partnership and with the, with this multi-agency strategy that we're thinking about, that we're building, right? What's next is for all individuals involved in the life of a student patient member, right? To be aware of what the needs are of a student member patient, right? It is, it is so that our staff within our related service providers, which are healthcare providers in schools, to know that their students have access to this comprehensive suite of benefits through their Medicaid plan, through their Medicaid health plan, right? Our goal is also to, to make sure that external healthcare providers know what's going on within the brick and mortar, right? Schools in terms of healthcare, what's hap- what, what's, what healthcare services are being delivered to students within school so that there's a better, there's gonna be better decision-making on how to pursue care for children, how to pursue care for the, the parents of the household as well, right? And what we've noticed is that you know, there have been a lot of different changes because of because of this pandemic. We've noticed that there has been a gap, right, within services that could be provided to kids within the school context because of the pandemic. We've also noticed that historically there's always been a gap. And I'm going to use an example here, Sam, really quick. You know, historically, school goes from has gone from September to June. Come June until September again school's out. That means that education stopped, there's a gap. If you were receiving services, that stopped, there's a gap. So what have we been doing in previous years to fill that gap? We know that gap exists now. And that's been, again, exposed to people like IMPEP, people like the MCOs and healthcare family services to say, 
let's fill these voids. Let's make sure that there is continuity of care, comprehensive care, high quality for all of our kids, regardless where they live, Black, Brown, Englewood, Little Village, Rogers Park, it doesn't matter. Everybody should have access to the same information in the same way so that folks can make those educated decisions both in school, in the health system, but also me as a parent and as a CPS parent, I'm going to make the best choice and most educated choice for my kids so they so I can get them the care they need. So they're ready to learn on day one of school. That's the most important piece there. And how do we partner to serve the same families? We have the same goal of improved health and well-being. How do we work together to make sure we close those gaps that we know exist? Um, and, and how do we make sure that kids, you know, that there is that healthcare safety net and that kids aren't, you know, falling through the cracks. Um, yeah. And so, Sergio, I just want to, I want to thank you for this, this discussion and, and your passion. I think it, it came to, it, it comes through every time we meet, it definitely came through today. Um, but the work you're doing for Chicago students, for families, um, it, it's important, you know, it's important. And I, I love your vision here and your passion that you've brought to this work because um, it's a real service uh, to our communities. Yeah, yeah. And I, would, I just want to thank you all as well for, you know, having the opportunity to bring this 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 conversation to the Medicaid world, right? We've always talked, about, I, I've always talked in the district about what does Medicaid look like in education, right? But now what does education look like in the Medicaid world? And I think we have a really great group that's been convening and you, you mentioned this a little earlier, Sam, but we are just at the starting point. This is the tip of the iceberg. And as we as we start having these these other conversations with health systems and you all, you know, there's these we're just being very innovative. And again, no longer business as usual. Right. We have to think of information sharing. We have to think of processes. We have to think of how do we make how do we make Illinois the best and Chicago the best at providing high level quality resources in the most equitable way possible. That is that that is our goal. So I want to thank you, Sam, and I'm hip for for having me today. Absolutely. All right, that's a that's a great uh, great spot to end it on there, Sergio. We thank you for for joining us today, and we extend an offer we would love for, especially once school year starts up again, and see how these topics, uh, you know, as we start the school year up again in the fall, how we perhaps come back and, and talk about this in the fall. So we'd love to have you come back if uh, if you're willing to do so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm here for you guys. We appreciate that. Thank you much. Sam, before we wrap up, um, great conversation with Sergio. Anything that you found interesting or something that you hadn't uh, considered or thought of uh, prior to the conversation? Yeah, I just always love, you know, hearing what CPS and, and what Sergio's work is is doing to sort of think outside of the box, think outside the four walls of the school and saying, how do we partner with really, to be honest, non-traditional partners, insurance companies and schools, you don't always think of those two groups together, but how do you partner to serve the same population, right? Like these, the families that are served by CPS are the same families that are served by the Medicaid health plans. So yes, it's a non-traditional partnership, but, but it's worth it. Uh, and it, it's worth it to better serve our Medicaid members, to connect those members. Um, you know, CPS is a, a trusted voice for those families to connect them with their health plans and make sure they know about the resources um, that they they have access to and, and get the services that they need. So I just always, I love that. I love non-traditional partnerships and, and the work and the outcomes that 
we can bring about with them. Wonderful. Wonderful. Another solid episode. And um, if you like what you've heard, I encourage you to please visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net to learn more about what the association is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. Again, a special thanks to CPS and Sergio for taking some time to join us today. If you've liked what you've heard, I also encourage you to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like our friend at CPS, I encourage you please to reach out to I'm Hip's Chief Operating Officer, Elena Kennedy, or again, visit their website at imhip.net. On behalf of Sam and the wonderful team at the association, I'm DeRondal Beverly with the Gemini Group. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe and we'll talk to you soon.